Welcome to the Business Miracles Podcast. I'm Heather Dominic, founder of businessmiracles.com. Since 2010, I've been training highly sensitive entrepreneurs and leaders from around the globe to work less while making more impact and income by doing things differently. I'm so glad you've joined me. Listen in and get ready for a shift in the way you view yourself, your work, your life. A business miracle. Welcome. Welcome to this special series of the Business Miracles podcast, Hatching the Highly Sensitive Leadership Revolution. You'll be hearing from select highly sensitive leader authors who contributed their real stories of creating more impact and more income to my book, Different, as found at www.differentthebook.com. Listen in to be inspired by my conversation with Kara Lee Galata, who is herself inspiring and empowering others with financial gardening and deep experiences of connection through horses and nature. Kara Lee, welcome. Thank you. I'm so pleased to be here. I am so pleased you are here, and I am so pleased that you are a contributing author to the book, Different. So I'd love to start off just by hearing a little bit about what the process was like for you when you chose to be a contributing author. Well, it was scary, and um, also there was, you know, just this voice inside me, my heart that said, yes. Um, and I think that, you know, the fear part of it is about the vulnerability of sharing my story and kind of exposing my authentic self, because it's not a book about, you know, what we ate for breakfast. Um, so, uh, that I, I think it's those, the duality of like the, the fear and then the yes. And so when the yes is the deepest part, uh, then I know that it's about, uh, implementing strategies on how to just, you know, um, work through the fear so that I can continue to move forwards and be part of something I really believe in. Oh my gosh. So beautifully said, I so appreciate that you spoke to the fear and the vulnerability because absolutely a hundred percent, I was totally in that place for myself as well. And as we got like closer and closer to the, you know, book being made public, I was just needing to manage my energy, like crazy because of that vulnerability. And like you said, it, what did you say? It's not a book that's about what? <laughs> what we had for breakfast. Yes. <laughs> it is not a book about what you had for breakfast at all, at all. So I'm so curious then, what did you do for yourself to manage the fear? If there was like certain tools from our leadership training program that you turned to or maybe even any of your own work that you do with your horses or something else or all of the above? How did, how did you manage that fear for yourself? Well, I think because I definitely knew that I wanted to write about the horses because that's really what has led me on this 
journey of growth. So I knew that it was a story that was about, you know, my journey with the horses. So what I did is I would take a pen and paper with me when I would go outside and spend time with them. And I would just write down, you know, whatever inspired ideas came to me. It's a new experience for me to actually put a story together, especially in a published setting, brand new experience. And so I, I think that's how I helped myself. I gave myself the, the time frame, you know, that we had. So we had a container and then I absolutely, you know, made sure that I wasn't like doing the, you know, what I remember from school where I waited until the last minute. Like I did not want to do that to myself. And I really wanted to, you know, be able to listen for what and, and kind of write what that powerful message was that I kind of just felt there or, or feel, especially with the horses. So that was my process. I, I put, I guess I, I implemented all the tools in the program. Like I specifically put aside trying to actually write the story and I just allowed myself to write the quote unquote, the story, but multiple times and not get it right and write down like one sentence at a time. So I just, I did that process for the first, you know, period of the time frame, And then I sat down and actually, you know, wrote like a draft again with no goal of having it be the, the final draft or the submission copy um, and just let that then would go out and feed the horses again, you know, the next day and just kind of let it percolate and then revisit. So I guess like a process of, you know, a process of growth, which makes yes. sense. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. What an incredible process. I'm so glad I asked you that question. I'm so grateful that I got the opportunity to hear more about what your process was. I really appreciate it because it speaks to truly how we are meant to do things differently as highly sensitives, as highly sensitive entrepreneurs, as highly sensitive leaders versus like forcing yourself to like stay inside or like, you know, be chained to a desk and like you have to write this story, separating yourself from what, you know, nurtures and nourishes you the most, which is your horse, <laughs> like the exact opposite. And, and even more importantly, allowing yourself to be in process with it versus forcing an end product only. So beautiful, really, truly. And, and I also appreciate how it mirrors, in some ways, my own experience with the book, because I knew I didn't want to do it change to the desk type of way. And for me, my version of the horses was all of you <laughs> as the contributing authors to be in collaboration with members of our Business Miracles community and members such as yourself who mean so much to me. And then I felt like I was about something bigger and allowed that energy to then move the process and, and move the project forward. So again, really, really beautiful in terms of doing it differently. Yeah. So let's talk about the horses, which is such a focus of 
your contributing author story in the book different and such a, a focus and, and essence of who you are and who you are here to be in the world as highly sensitive leader. And, you know, in truth, I always think of you as, you know, almost like an archetype of the highly sensitive leader who is here to be a bridge between the animal world and the human world. And I know there's listeners who are really going to be able to resonate with that. So if you would be willing to speak about what that relationship with the horses, what that is to you, what that means to you and how that is a part of your highly sensitive leadership. Mm. Yeah, what comes to mind first is that it's something that lives beyond words. So it's everything that's, you know, that I can say about it is, is, you know, I, I is about the feeling that's behind it. So for me, the horses have when I reflect on, you know, getting my first horse, in as a as an adult in my 30s and following that call of my heart to do that i guess that's that is really the journey is like is listening to that voice of the heart almost like the little girl inside that's like passionate about something that's excited about something in life but also then you know the fear uh, you know so that that i think has been my journey with the horses is a combination of the passion and the way they smell and the way that, you know, they invite such a deep understanding of ourselves or to see ourselves differently, to, to understand our relationships from the lens of how horses are in relationship and allow them to like teach us a different way of being in the world. So there's so many like layers and depths to horses, everything from, you know, taking it to a specific activity, whether it's trail riding or whatever it is that, you know, a person is passionate about what they actually want to do with their horse in terms of like taking it to an outer purpose. And for me, that journey of having an outer purpose is actually more about the inner journey of, you know, how we're showing up as a leader. What kind of response do we have when we need to ask for our boundaries to be respected? And because they're such large animals, safety is critical because in their way of playing and you know they see us as a herd member so they want to play with us like a herd member and that is downright you know dangerous for us humans we're fragile little flowers compared to horses and so that need to like you know assert boundaries can bring up so much stuff if we're willing to look at our stuff and look at the emotions it brings up in us. Uh, And that can teach us a lot about, you know, where, where, what we've been taught about boundaries and assertiveness. So that leadership, you know, idea of the, the kind of the fine line between passivity and allowing oneself to be walked all over sometimes, like literally, and metaphorically, and then being like way on the other side of being aggressive and having that kind of power over 
which you, you know, you speak so eloquently about in the community and what we spend so much time really studying is power with. So even just that, just, just a simple conversation with the horse about boundaries can bring up so much stuff. Like it's, um, yeah, it's fascinating, let alone trying to actually like go somewhere and do something and the fears that that can sometimes bring up. And then how do you respond to fear? And I was just so fortunate that I, I mean, the reason why I got a horse is because I found a program that focused on the relationship and natural horsemanship, you know, puts the relationship first and is a program of developing your own self. So it's, um, yeah, there's, there's so much that they, you know, really mean to me in that way. And I think it's just an ongoing exploration of that. Yes. Yes. As I listen to you, one, I just have chills. And two, what I hear is I hear you speaking of strength and I hear you speaking of strength from a position of being highly sensitive. And so I'm curious how your training in the highly sensitive leadership training program, I mean, I'm already hearing it as I'm listening to you, but how you see that your highly sensitive leadership training program has actually supported you in the way that you've been able to show up with the horses, or maybe supported you isn't the best phrase, but perhaps impacted or influenced the way that you show up with the horses. Well, it's been so huge. Like it's, I think it's everything to me. And like my story shared in the book, I basically was at this place where I had learned the skills and the communication where I could do things safely with my horse and like achieve my dream of going trail riding alone in the woods together. And at the same time, I was experiencing, you know, such a sense of like frustration and and not knowing what to do with that. And so, you know, not wanting to bring that kind of energy into the relationship with my horse. And so what I saw happening is then I would just back away from doing much of anything. So I think that that is the biggest gift that I'm just so enormously grateful for is the whole concept. And I mean, even, you know, over the last few years, uh, I've struggled to find my way back to my horses in the sense of riding and doing things together and even playing. And that's been my, that has been what has brought me back to at my immense heart's delight and such gratitude because it's by slowing things down by doing the smallest little thing, looking at the resistance. And I deal with that every day when it comes up on the schedule. Okay, time to play with my horses and time to get on their back and and ride. You know, I can see my brain doing this big thing like, oh, we're going in this big thing and all this resistance comes up. And then I remind myself, well, riding just means getting on their back in the courtyard, like right by the barn and getting off again. Like who said riding has a time frame or a tack, like sat, you have to saddle in or like who, 
who nobody, nobody, but the brain does that. So yeah. So I think all of those tools, it's basically given me back my horse Mm. life. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. I've never heard you say it in that way before. Makes me a little emotional um, because I know that that is just something that is truly at the heart of your purpose and your passion. And the way that you're speaking about how our leadership training program has influenced the relationship with the horses is so transferable to relationships in general. I'm sure as some who are listening, who maybe they are not the highly sensitive archetype who is that bridge such as yourself between animals and, and humans, yet the way that you're talking about the relationship absolutely can be you know, understood or resonated with because it's about being willing to show up, you know, within our strengths, to be able to set boundaries, to be able to give and take, to be able to recognize like, oh, this is just one step at a time, right? And I don't have to like go by these, you know, socialized rules that have somehow been like, you know, burnt into my brain that, you know, riding the horse means I have to be out for half a day but that we, you know, get to adjust and adapt and, you know, back to the the phrase of do it differently, which again, I think you've so beautifully spoken to. There's something that I've heard you say multiple times in our conversation so far, and that is listening to the heart. And when the heart calls, so I'd be so appreciative if you could speak about that a little bit more and how that also connects to our highly sensitive strengths and connects to operating as a highly sensitive leader and what being willing to courageously follow your heart has meant to you. Mm. Well, what it means to me is really that permission to pursue joy and making that choice in the face of, you know, internal resistance or internal programming or all of our sort of social ideas about uh, life is, you know, you're supposed to work hard and life is difficult. And I think that, you know, the animals in general, animals and nature, you know, teach us that like even octopus play, octopi, (laughs) (laughs) they play. (laughs) And that being playful and having a child, the heart of a child is there's huge power and healing in embracing that childlike quality and if you feel like skipping then skip even though you may be worried that the people watching you you know think you're not taking life seriously enough and you're not going to be taking seriously and that the way to you know be taking seriously is to be serious and even you know have fun in a serious way. So 
that to me, I think there's great wisdom in, you know, going within and finding what I would call like the bubbly feeling. So kind of scanning what's next on the day or what's next sort of in the next few months as we do our like intuitive planning process where we're not trying to plan like our whole life ahead of us. And, you know, our five-year goals. And I've always found that so overwhelming and like this feeling of, again, the pressure feeling kind of starts to come in, which I just don't respond well to pressure in that way. Yeah. So to, to actually just look at even a planning process from a feeling of like, what's the joy? And then to be open to things that are surprising. So often, you know, when, when we, as a community, you lead us through this heart guided processes as related to planning or to business or really any aspect of things. Yeah. What comes through is sometimes things that are surprising and I'm just like, really? I'm not getting that, but okay. All right. You sound excited about it. All right. We'll go with that. And, and then to, you know, right now it's every time I go in, it's like, ride, ride, ride. And I'm just like, not understanding really what that has to do with, you know, everything that I need to be taking care of in life and the serious quote unquote stuff about money and business and, you know, getting life together and that kind of stuff. But I mean, I'm I, as I do it, as I follow that guidance, I do start to see it. And I think that that is the manifestation of like life force energy as life force energy comes through in the energy of like joy and happiness. And um, yeah, and it can be very surprising sometimes and we need like other people like a community like what you've developed to to like help us affirm and not just listen but then help us be like yes 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 follow that yes you're on the right track yeah yeah we all need the gps map that says yes you're on the right track yes you do need to turn left at the next light yes (laughs) if you don't that's okay we'll reroute and then you're gonna turn left over here and we'll still get to where we're going. Yes, so true. The community really is such a a key piece to, you know, it's one thing to go through the process of connecting with your heart, listening to your heart. Wow, is it a whole nother thing to actually follow it, right? So the community helps to hold the container in those moments when we doubt the guidance that our heart has given. And trust me, you have uh, very well continued to take care of your life and business needs um, in the both and as you receive the heart guidance to ride, ride, ride. As we close, I know that there's at least someone who's listening and thinking to themselves, gosh, that sounds great. I love the idea of that, but, you know, I just, I just can't see how I would actually be able to truly like listen to and follow the guidance of my heart, my intuition, and not have my business and life fall apart. What would you say to them? What's the What's a little bit of wisdom from, from where you, from where you sit now? I would say to ask oneself, what is the smallest 
thing that I could do in that direction and make it, you know, it just something that feel like take the pressure off, take all the pressure off to, you know, feel like you have to pressure yourself into that direction and just do one little small thing and just do that and then see, see how that goes. Yes. Just do that. So beautiful. Carolee, where can listeners find out more about you and the impact you are making in the world as a highly sensitive leader? Yes, they can find me and my herd at my website, which is www.lovethroughnature.com. And that's where we are. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much for this conversation today. Thank you for your contributing authorship. Thank you for all the ways that you just remarkably continue to access courage, access the guidance of your heart and show up and lean in to what it means to be a highly sensitive leader. I am always impressed and in awe. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. And for those listening, thank you for listening. Until next time. Thank you for being a part of this Business Miracles podcast episode and for beginning to dip your toe into the journey of highly sensitive leadership training. If you are ready to truly use your sensitivities as strengths in all parts of your work and life, I invite you to connect for a one-on-one chat. You will experience being deeply listened to and together we'll get a sense of whether the highly sensitive leadership training programs are the best next step for you and your highly sensitive journey at this time. Just go to www.claritycall.com to schedule a conversation. We so look forward to connecting with you. Talk to you soon.